you shop on Amazon.com? Of course you do. You can now support the Midwest Podcast Network while doing so. Go to Amazon.MidwestPodcastNetwork.com and a very small percentage of your purchase will go towards making our network and its content even better. That's Amazon.MidwestPodcastNetwork.com. Bookmark it today. So, did you guys hear about this Wayne's World 3 thing? I did this morning. Yeah. It was, Nobody my, bathroom. Else just, it was no. my bathroom reading this morning. <laughs> I'm not hilarious. super familiar with it, no. All right. So, I caught this on Slash Film. It's, it's been on other places today. Apparently, this guy uh, named Trevor Schindler is desperate to make Wayne's World 3 happen. So much so that he's gone to GoFundMe. And he's looking to raise $2,500. So that he can purchase some billboards in Hollywood that would hopefully uh, let people know that he's written a script for Wayne's World 3 that should be read. <laughs> Here's the thing, though. It was written like 20 years ago. Yeah, so he... He, he wrote he states, it after viewing Wayne's World 2. Yeah, he states that Wayne's World 2 came out in 1993 and I registered for the Writers Guild of America on July 7th, 1993. <laughs> <laughs> and he, he had he just had a great idea for Wayne's World Three that was too good for the universe to not know. Yes, he he registered a longer treatment title on February twenty second two thousand one titled Wayne's Leisure World colon the final sequel question mark. What? <laughs> so his GoFundMe consists of a bunch of images of of letters, form letters that he's received from all of these different agencies representing all of the all of the talent, all of the talent over like the past twenty years involved with Wayne's World. Constant letters of reject, not even rejection. Letters telling him we won't read this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> letters that are they're all basically the same form letter. That's like we don't let people read unsolicited materials because we don't want you to think we're stealing your ideas if we make right, something that's pretty standard and he practice. continually refers to to the whole machine if you will at large as fortress hollywood because <laughs> yeah. he says you can't penetrate fortress hollywood and it's not right like anybody should be able to write a movie and call mike myers or walk up to his house and hand him a script <laughs> and say read this you shit and let's make it because it sounds like a great world to live in <laughs> if you're if you're an artist <laughs> Not that Mike Myers the is final, much of an artist anymore. But. <laughs> the final couple lines reads, You can read my Wayne's Leisure World screenplay by clicking on the following link. And it says, Wayne's Leisure World screenplay, if you click oh, on so it. Just, there's, he, no, there's no link. Does it redirect you to Donald Trump's website? There is there's a link. No. <laughs> there is a link somewhere up here. Yeah, okay. So he's got it earlier. He just forgot to reinsert the link later on. But he's got a link to his Dropbox uh, titled, Wayne's Leisure World script. 8th of February 2015. So he's done some work on it in the past, in the past, oh, recently. So this is a man who saw Wayne's World 2 and was so inspired by what he witnessed that day that he, like, basically has spent the last 20 years of his life with the sole intent and mission of making Wayne's World 3. Yeah. And I don't know if it's because he was, like, un, like dissatisfied with Wayne's World 2. I'm not, that's not clear. How could it's he not, be? It's the better Wayne's yeah. World. Yeah. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but real quick welcome to the midwest film news podcast i'm alex i'm nick i'm tim i'm confused today we're talking about wayne's world three then we're gonna do what we've been watching then we're gonna talk about you're willie the, your name is willie the vitch thank you yeah confusion does he have up. any sort of the like Philly. does he have a pitch here did i miss that 
Uh, so I, I mean, I'm, I'm. He just he wants billboards, Tim. That's all he needs. That's that's what he wants to raise the money for. He wants to raise the money so he can get billboards. He's apparently he's raised five hundred and thirty dollars of his twenty five hundred dollar goal. Okay. And he's got uh, uh, this morning. It was like fifty bucks. So so he's gotten some press. He's gotten some traction. Um, this is gonna get funded. Oh yeah, probably by the end of the I, he's and he's got even a trailer here that I I can only assume is just. Cut together bits of Wayne's World one and two, one and two, but um, <laughs> oh, and he starts it off with a really funny warning that says, "Warning: This video contains unsolicited material. You may be contractually prohibited from watching this video. You are advised to consult an attorney before watching this video." So witty, considering Dead those humor. those letters that he received. But um, so I don't know. There's no. I he doesn't give you any like law like byline for a treatment or anything like that he just has the full script there for you to read okay. so i i don't i don't know i don't i have no idea if if this should even now uh, he he didn't start writing the script until several years into this whole righteous crusade because initially he just came so he up with he just came up with the idea and the idea was so good <laughs> that these people had to know so he was just trying to get them to even <laughs> to even read the idea he he actually registered like a short form treatment and like okay. joined the writers guild and he wanted to sell the treatment and say like give me money to write this script but right. then nobody would do it so then he registered like a long form treatment like a, <laughs> like a full page document he fleshed out his idea a little more so he finally wrote a script and then he eventually just in the mid two thousands was kind of like you know what I got some time let's just bang <laughs> this baby out <laughs> so yeah this is this is. The trailer is all footage from Wayne's World One and Two. This is not good. No. I'm super. Well, let's out. let's real quick before <laughs> before we move off the subject. There's uh, I want to go over the reward levels. So for five dollars, <laughs> for five dollars, you get a PDF of the screenplay and a PDF of the poster and a big thank you for being for helping us storm the barricades of Fortress Hollywood. <laughs> so and this is not. By the way, does like, he understand? Not that do this. He's asking for money to put billboards up. That's yeah. all he's asking for. No, How is that storming the castle of Hollywood? I think he understands. See if you buy if you buy the bill. That's probably one billboard for like a day in Hollywood. Mm-hmm. First of all, but yeah, that's the thing he's got to. So I don't. I don't. My but brother used to work in billboard sales. We, we can, can we can make this here. happen. We yeah. can make this happen. <laughs> <laughs> Fortress Detroit, <laughs> yeah, crumbling down. Go. The so that was that's the five dollar level. By the way, you can get a PDF of the screenplay without contributing by clicking on the link at the top of the fucking page. Save, save your five dollars for ten dollars. Donate this amount. Get a PDF of the screenplay, a PDF of the poster, and our thanks for a valiant support of our campaign against Fortress Hollywood. It's the same thing. They're all the same thing, and it goes all the way up to a hundred dollars. So a PDF so no of a poster. Really? So yeah. he didn't even so put effort make into your... the reward tiers. No, and what is he gonna reward you with? Hey, I'll Skype you for five minutes. I'm a nobody. Like what? Like I, I would, I would gladly talk to this man. On Skype for five <laughs> Not for a hundred bucks, though. No, no, no. But I like. I throw him twenty bucks to talk to him for like ten minutes on Skype. I would do it. Well, Trevor Schindler, if you're listening, if you have a Google alert out and you see our page pop up, because I'm going to tag you in this. Good God, please. <laughs> we want to talk to you. We want you on this show. I need to know and more. Then you know who I want on this? What? I want Zach Braffod here because he's he's <laughs> responsible for things like this <laughs> with his Kickstarter campaign. Oh man, um, this is not a good. No idea. This is. I mean, he's been. 
uh, we watch all these movies and everybody's like, follow your dream. Don't let anybody tell you no. He's been told no by everybody involved <laughs> that would want to make this movie. The system has done its work and tried to flush him out, <laughs> but he's a virus that just won't and stay he's down. Gonna, I mean, there is a certain... No, this is not good. I was going to give I mean, him credit for it, persistence, but I can't. Here's the thing. It's time for Nothing's going to come of this except for the fact that people are losing money because <laughs> they're just throwing it into a burning fire. At least they're guaranteed to get their reward. <laughs> I mean, their rewards true. will be fulfilled. If you've written a will script... Will the billboard exist? Will the project be com- completed? <laughs> no, but that's not a promise of this GoFundMe. No, it's not. It's not within yeah, the scope of this that's GoFundMe. True, that's true. That's true. If he's written a script that's so good that he's that it's dominated most of his life then like maybe he could tweak the script to not be a Wayne's World movie you know what i mean like like do something that's not like a, like only really, you don't somebody. get it though fortress hollywood is impenetrable it doesn't matter if it's an existing property or not fortress hollywood isn't going to read there's it. a lot of people who write scripts that get made into movies so i don't yeah, think it's but they have they have legitimate like I, uh, Something <laughs> this guy does not. Have. I feel like somebody's got to help this guy out in a different way. <laughs> it factor. I feel like somebody's got to like sit him down and say, "This is how it works." Not not guide him, but just give him like a rule book. Like this is what you need to be doing, not this thing. Yeah, I don't know. I what feel. If, I, I almost start to feel bad for him now. What if it's a really good idea? Yeah. What if it? What if it's really funny? Maybe we're all talking shit. We just because don't know. here's the thing: no one has read it in Hollywood. They have just sent him letters saying we can't. We stop won't. it. Yeah. What if it's actually really funny? It's probably not. It's definitely not. Well, what if? I don't know. <laughs> Tim, you read screenplays. Yeah. You should get on this. Well, I don't have to pay for it. Download right? your PDF. I don't copy. think so. Let me okay. let me confirm Guys, that. Let's all read it and review it. <laughs> let's make it. We got episode one sixty eight. Can we do the Max Landis Super Mario Brothers movie, too? Can we review that script? Doesn't he have a Superman movie as well? Maybe these should be bonus episodes that we could, that we could do. <laughs> talk about Seriously, scripts. dude, you post a Dropbox link, and in the upper right corner of it says download, and it just, you just download it immediately. Download it so that when he takes it down, it realizes it's I just, a mistake. I you just can did. just share it. I just did. No, that's how quick. It's 121 pages. What? Oh, my God. It's <laughs> a little long for a comedy. Can you, can you read us the first line of dialogue, though? Uh, is this getting you, mean now? Do you want any, Is this uh, legal? No, this man is getting good. He's getting paid money. I'm okay with this. Right, <laughs> this right, does right. not qualify as the first, cyber The first spoken line by by anybody or just by the... By anybody. First spoken line, radio announcer, VO. You are listening to WPIG, The Pig, Aurora's classic rock, rock radio station. That was I Love Rock and Roll by Joan Jett and the Blackhearts, which topped the charts in 1983. Okay. All right. So I don't know. It wasn't nearly as I was really hoping so. it was gonna be narrator. <laughs> well, next is narrator. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> what does narrator say? Leisure World invites you to come and experience adult living at its finest. Leisure World provides your for your every need and caters to your every desire. A place to be as active or as relaxed as you please. A place to enjoy the good life. The good life with friends and family. Enjoy golf, tennis, and other leisure activities. <laughs> Have meals in our fine dining facilities. Our caring staff will attend to your every need. You've worked hard. Let Leisure World provide you with the freedom to enjoy your your retirement years. Tennis is not leisure. First no, of all, not. what are we seeing during all that, <laughs> guys? Let's let's do a read through. Let's just just do a read through. A table read, right? Yes, now? yes, yes, yes. Not right now. But in the future. I think it's entirely that's, that's We should get together and do possible. some table reads. That'd be yeah. fun. That would be a fun thing to do. That would be a great bonus episode to be like, 
I don't know. We could even we could even like do the Doug loves movies thing and like sell it for a dollar. That'd and be just fun. be like, hey, if you want to hear us read Wayne's Leisure World, <laughs> send us a buck and we'll. <laughs> anyway, if you think that's a good idea, feedback at midwestfilmers. We'll probably get more money than he will. Let us know what you think. Yeah, let's of see that. if we can break his. his be, then I'm gonna put up a billboard fantastic. over the top of his billboard. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, we could put up a billboard on like I-75 for probably like a month for yeah. what it's gonna cost to put his billboard up. Oh, absolutely! No, yeah, absolutely. We've John and I have looked into it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We could get one of the one of the the billboard <laughs> yeah. on Woodward. Okay. Uh, in Ferndale, for I think. Oh, I can't remember how much. Greg still might have some hookups. You can do those digital ones for really cheap. Really? Yeah. All right. Our, we got a billboard guy. We put, uh, when Joe got married, we put him and his wife on there for no cost. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. That's, that's good. beautiful. That's great. That is beautiful. Anyway, we're also at MFN Podcast on Instagram and Twitter. You can find us on Facebook, Vine, and all that stuff. First, search for the Midwest Filmers Podcast. MidwestFilmers.com has all previous 166 plus bonus episodes plus full show notes so you can skip over the spoiler Terry and other stuff you don't want to hear. Uh, Store.MidwestPodcastNetwork.com has Midwest Game Nerds and Midwest Film Nerds hoodies that you can purchase and t-shirts as well and some beer koozies and uh, you can also donate to the network there too. Um, A few other things of note. We will be in the Obsessive Viewer Oscar compilation episode. Uh, search for Obsessive Viewer on uh, iTunes and Google, and you will be able to find the episode there soon. I'm not exactly sure. As of today, it's not up yet, but I know it will be up before the Oscars next Sunday. So take a look for it uh, when you're hearing this. And then, uh, yeah, I had some feedback real quick that I forgot to mention. Um we had I, I kind of got through half of the uh, the feedback last week. I talked about Youp and Gordon, um, and then David Smith also sent in his top ten of twenty fifteen. Okay, number ten Sicario, number nine Ant Man, number eight Inside Out, number seven Kingsman, number six Ex Machina, number five Hateful Eight, number four Creed, number three Star Wars, number two It Follows, and number one Mad Max Fury Road. Uh, honorable mentions are the gift, me and Earl, me Earl and the Dying Girl, and Furious Seven, and then he also sent us his top five favorite movies, which we're going to save for a rainy day when we discuss that. So, um, thank you, David Steele. It's quite a good list. Uh, everybody else, please send us your top fives as well. Feedback at Midwest Film Nerds, as I said earlier in the show. Um, what we've been watching. Have you guys been watching anything? Yeah. Yep. What have you been watching, really? <laughs> um, so I fell asleep. Well, I didn't fall asleep. I, I laid down in bed, and I was sleepy, and it was like 8 p.m. And I wasn't going to go to bed yet. I just wanted to get in the zone. And my the wife, bed zone? The bed zone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And my wife passed out pretty quick. And I put on Armageddon, <laughs> um, Michael Bay's Armageddon. And about 20 minutes in, because it's just not, it's, it's a lot of yelling and explosions. <laughs> and about 20 minutes in, N- Nikki woke up and she became instantly enraptured in, in the beauty of Armageddon. <laughs> and she's like, what is this? And like, it's, it's Armageddon. You've never seen it? And she goes, no, I've, I'm like blown away right now. Mm-hmm. I'm like, we need to like talk for a second. I paused <laughs> it. And I'm like, you need to understand that this is, this is a huge moment for me. 
to watch you watch Armageddon. <laughs> and um, she watched Armageddon with me, and she loved it. She was in it, in it 110%. I texted Tim at one point and said, my wife has never seen Armageddon. And he goes, wow, that surprises me. And then he, I just, his other response was, She's going to cry at the end. Like, I was, really that was literally the, the question on the tip of my tongue. <laughs> and she did cry really hard at the end. So then I, I could tell she was, you know, by the end of it, she goes, let's watch something else right now. Like, and I'm like, now it's like 10 o'clock, like 1030 almost. <laughs> that movie's long. She's like, let's watch something else right now. And I'm like, oh, all right. You know, so I go out in the living room and pull out a bunch of Blu-rays. I said, you know, which of these have you seen and which haven't, haven't you seen? And we went up watching Speed, which she had also never oh, seen. Oh, nice. And uh, she also enjoyed that quite a bit. And I, I love Speed. Speed's great. Um, mm-hmm. And I think next, I don't know what's on the chopping block next. We got a couple other ideas. We tried Gravity the next night because that was on her list of movies she hadn't seen. And she passed right the hell out. <laughs> nah, I'm good. <laughs> so, Which, by the way, I did watch the whole thing. It, it's... It's a movie that only needs to be seen in the theater, and if you try to watch it on Blu-ray, it's just not the same. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's good, but it's just not... The because I saw it in the theater, I don't yeah. think I'm ever going to want to watch it on Blu-ray. Like, I watched it... I've done it once now, and I went, oh, okay. Interesting. It just... It's too big of a... You know what I mean? It just doesn't... It lacks the spectacle that it, it was. If I hadn't seen it in the theater, maybe I'd be more apt to watch it, but... you'd. I think, bless you, you'd still be missing... Missing the experience. Oh no, totally, you know? totally. But if I, yeah, my th- thought is like, because I had the experience, nothing will match up to it now. So, yeah, yeah. Don't um, watch Gravity on Blu-ray, guys. I haven't seen Armageddon. Whoa, <laughs> whoa! So it's pretty sweet. If you want that experience again, will? Oh my God! Can we do an Armageddon table read? <laughs> <laughs> we need a lot of people. There's a no, lot of characters. We just need we a can, lot of voices. We can we can make it work. I'll be Buscemi. We'll have we'll have Stallone in there. And Ben. <laughs> just have Stallone Vin fill in. Diesel. Fill in for we should we should do it as other actors playing the character. As if they were auditioning. The only people we can do impressions of. Yeah. We just put them in our again. Yeah. 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 Can they be in Wayne's Clearly Tim too? will be Kevin Smith. <laughs> oh my god. Oh, in that in that unaired uh, oh, segment Lord. that we didn't <laughs> I do one celebrity impression. Yeah. It's uh, Dennis Miller. Do you? Yeah. Yeah, here you go. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty good. Like you did the hair thing, too. Yeah. Yep. Oh, boy. I got nothing. All right. That's it. Tim, have you been watching anything? Um, yeah. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> lots of Dennis Miller. Yeah, lots of... Uh, Shaping and honing up. his impressions. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember the Dennis Miller show on HBO, anybody? No, really. I, I remember it being on. It was so good. It was really good. It was wow. funny. It was a lot of fun. And he, he would... At the beginning, it was him around a pool table shooting pool to everybody wants to rule the world, <laughs> and the pool balls were all Earth, like they're oh, all, wow. they were painted like Earth. Yeah. Wow, that's deep. It was really good. <laughs> How's this Fox News show? I have not watched. I that. don't. I don't think he I, has one. That, yeah. He's just a constant correspondent, as yeah. far as I know. They <laughs> just keep him in else. the bottom right corner of the yeah. screen <laughs> at all times. <laughs> even when, he, even when he's sleeping, <laughs> just a constant Dennis Miller feed. <laughs> it's like the Martian. He's What's checking. Dennis Miller think about this? <laughs> He's literally in the middle of a poop. <laughs> uh, what have I been watching? <laughs> <laughs> Let's just go down the list of my diary. Damien the Omen 2. Fantastic. Mm. A sequel to the Omen. <laughs> a man gets cut in half by a wire from an elevator. Oh, it God. snaps off. It cuts the man in half. It's hysterical. <laughs> I thought, did I send it to the group? No, you no. sent it to me, and I'm going to so. pull it up right now. Okay. So keep going. <laughs> Soldier. 
Mm. Yes. <laughs> Thank you. Because Willie talks about how much Nick loves Soldier. Did you like it? I, I Have you seen it before? I have seen it before a long... It, no, it was one of those movies where like, I think I, I thought I had seen it before. And then I just realized I think I've just seen the commercial on like HBO so many times that I thought I had You've seen it. you pieced the movie together in your yeah, mind? Yeah. Um, I don't know. What I, I mean, it was. I fell asleep in the middle part, which is probably good. And... I like I like Kurt Russell's haircut. It's probably one of widescreen's better movies. It's not his best. That's Event Horizon. Um, yeah. All right. It's Paul Widescreen Anderson. For I feel like I didn't, I didn't give it a fair shot for falling asleep. Well, you fell asleep in the middle when he's learning the value of human life again. <laughs> so you also probably missed the part where he grabs the snake, which is awesome. I, I, I'm blown away by your... <laughs> I've known you for how long now? Like ten years, and I still every time you brought up Soldier, I refuse to watch it. <laughs> I don't think I, I like literally. I will not do it until I'm on my deathbed. I'll be like, it's like a- it's there, there's two, there's two or you three. Were right. <laughs> you were right about me. There's like two or three movies I always bring up randomly, and that always make people cock their head and go, "What?" And it's Dog, dog Soldiers, soldiers. <laughs> and Soldier. And ravenous. And small soldiers. <laughs> small soldiers is really good too. <laughs> Frank Langella is really good in Small Soldiers. Um, I saw Small Soldiers in the theater and owned the tape. It has Dennis Leary too. Who so, also the was sequel. On. What? To Dennis, Dennis Leary, Leary too. Yeah. <laughs> Boo! Go go fund me, Dennis Leary too. That's all I. It was all right. Um, it's a sequel to like Blade Runner. How how much uh, how much like, HGH kind of. do you think Jason Scott Lee was on for Soldier? Oh yeah, right. <laughs> why is he that big? It doesn't make sense. Is he because Kurt Russell rips like a throat out, doesn't he? At some point, uh, it, it gets it gets bizarrely violent. It gets like, super the, violent like, in the third it, act, and it never really gets that violent the rest of the movie. And then all of a sudden, once he learns the value of human life, he decides he's going to murder everybody. In the oh, dude, the third way. act is a bloodbath. <laughs> And it's awesome. Yeah, the third. I, yeah, I liked it. I liked that part. Maybe I did like it. Um, yeah, you did. Um, <laughs> Deadpool. You guys talked about pieces. Um, pieces. You, you didn't talk about Deadpool. Oh, Deadpool. I like Soldier better. Um, <laughs> <laughs> there we go. I just. I feel like such a grump when people ask me about Deadpool because I just I don't like the character. And when he's on screen for two hours, like it really grates on me. And okay. Ryan Reynolds, I have a low tar- tolerance for anyway. So like those two together. On it's like the perfect storm. It was just it was too much for me. But hey, people love it. It's making a lot of money. Rob Liefeld's happy. I'm happy. Um, the, the biggest rated R movie of all time. Gonna, really? Going to yeah. eclipse the passion of the Christ. <laughs> really? That, uh, that other Deadpool's superhero gonna movie. Deadpool's going to punch out Christ. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> uh, pieces. Eh, that's a that's a really sleazy slasher. It's awesome. Everybody should watch it. <laughs> Slaughterhouse, another really sleazy slasher. And Bay of Blood, a Mario Bava movie. I got Ooh, Bava. Yeah, it was you, really good. You dirty dog, you. <laughs> yeah, Willie is trying to get me to... I have a blind spot for Italian horror. Always have. I'm trying to get him to go deep. Yeah. Like We could see a very different Tim a couple Never weeks right. from now. <laughs> <laughs> His beard's going to be three times I've, longer. I've learned the value of human life. And now you're going to dig into some of the out. Um, Real quick, before we move on, everybody needs to watch the real qu- the clip from uh, The Omen 2. Okay. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's not how I expected that to go down. Yeah, the Omen 2, because the Omen 1 is like, a, it kind of... Keeps this like it's classy. Like there's a classiness to Omen Two is straight up like the he's a slasher now. 
<laughs> like he's killing people with crows <laughs> <laughs> for no reason. <laughs> Oh, that reminded me of a conversation that Tim and I just had at the comic book store about uh, the scene in Resident Evil when Colin yeah. Salmon gets gritted up by the lasers. Super cool. Because, yeah, it's super cool, but super disturbing. Yeah. Like, Tim said his mom was, like, horrified. <laughs> and I was like, oh, that freaked me out, too. Yeah, she remembers it to this day. Because he sees it coming from so gets, far away. Yeah, and he just becomes cubes. Yeah. He's a chef salad instantly. There's no, <laughs> there's no coming back. Nick, have you watched anything recently? Yeah, yeah. Um, so I finally watched Titanic in one sitting. Wow. That has never happened before. That's a two VHS. I've, I've seen it. It is. I, I had the running commentary the whole time from Jim. <laughs> I found out exactly when the tapes need to be changed. Uh, it's a pretty logical point in the movie, actually. It's pretty much right after the captain says, you may get your headline after all. And then yeah. the tape ends and you have to put in tape two. Yeah, it's, um, you know, I think it's a movie that... It's kind of like Armageddon in a way where it gets a lot of shit. People love to make fun of it. But I think, like Armageddon, it's a movie that everybody should probably see once. Because it, it, it does have a lot of merit. Like, Titanic has some pretty awesome stuff in it. It's just kind of got this... That's the humidifier. What in the hell? <laughs> I thought Lizzie was oh throwing God. up. <laughs> in, she's, in, no, she's right there. I thought something was out there in the hallway. I was like, oh my God, the witch is out there. <laughs> On all fours, just throwing up blood or something. <laughs> Ugh, I was about to be out that window. <laughs> uh, anyway, Titanic. We <laughs> oh, just done laughed like the, the way that vine reminds me of the way you laugh. Did you guys watch that? Uh-uh. No. Oh, there's just this person laughs in this vine and it sounds like Alex. It's really funny. And it's off camera. So it could be him. Um yeah, but Titanic, it, it, it's pretty good. It's a pretty good movie. Bill Paxton is really good in it. I kept saying I wanted it, I wanted more Paxton, and Kim just kept being like, ugh, no, he doesn't matter. <laughs> How's Billy Zane? He's not what the movie's oh about. Oh, my God. Billy Zane is a triumph in that movie. Oh, my God. He has the, he has the most unintentionally hilarious line. And, uh, well, he has several, actually, but he's, he goes for it. Like, he's, yeah. he gives it his all. Full angular. More than, like, the Phantom. Because I've never watched Titanic in total, either. Um, I always think of Billy Zane as the guy from Back to the Future, <laughs> and that's the only movie that's he's so been weird. in to me. That's it. That's the only movie he's been. Yeah, in. I mean, he's probably he's honestly no. probably most well known for Titanic. I had a Phantom ring though. Did you? Yeah, yeah. I had a he Phantom action figure. I had it Phantom from Sega Genesis. <laughs> <laughs> See, Phantom had its try to permeate pop culture, and it kind of did, but it didn't. <laughs> <laughs> honestly, it's a pretty funny movie to watch. It's it's a good, it's a pretty good time. Pirates. Yeah, Billy Zane. James Ramar is in it. Yeah, more on Billy Zane shortly. Uh, <laughs> yes, we'll stay tuned for Zane watch. Uh, so yeah, Titanic. I watched it. I think everyone should watch it at least once. It has some pretty cool stuff to it. The ending is really awesome. Uh, <laughs> as if that's like news. How the movie ends. Uh, what was the other movie I watched? The only bummer about yeah Titanic is like I feel really bad because of the part I like is the part where it. Like completely falls apart. That's the part. Like there are parts where I go, "That was awesome," and I go, oh, "Wait, those people are dead." <laughs> What's the part you like? Uh, there's one part where the I, propeller man, the guy hits a propeller. Yeah, yeah. and I went, "Oh, what?" <laughs> like, like I don't know how else to react to that other than like that was sweet. <laughs> and then you go, "Holy shit, that guy's every bone in his body is, <laughs> yeah. is liquefied right now." Man. Instantly did. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It, do- it definitely oh. does a better job portraying the horror of like what happened than like getting me terribly invested in the love story yeah and i know this is like 
if people had said this in like the late nineties, it would have been like sacrilege because it was just the biggest movie ever. And like everyone loved it. But the whole movie, I kept kind of thinking, I was like, they're just like two stupid kids. Like they're probably going to like, even if it all worked out, they'd probably like hate each other in a year <laughs> and like grow apart. So it's kind of funny. I think but, the Celine song helps. Yeah. Apparently, Celine Dion hated the song. <laughs> oh, really? And the recording that you hear and everything is the one like scratch track she recorded, like in her home studio, just to do it and see how it came out yeah. because she really doesn't like the song. So I thought that was really funny. That's funny. Um, and well, I mean, it was the twenties, so even if they did hate each other, they were probably already married, and she would just live a terrible life. <laughs> well, that's kind of what the movie's about. So well, that's yeah. the course she was headed down. Yeah. Uh, Oh, something else. Oh, so you know the? Th- are you aware of the Thumb films? Yeah, I would be you know remiss if I didn't mention the Thumb, thumb movies. Tannic. Gojo would be upset. Thumb Tannic is one of the Thumb movies. You guys know what the Thumb movies are? I am unaware now. Oh my god, you would love them. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know who Steve Odekirk is from yeah. uh, Kung Pao? Yeah, he made this. He calls them. They're called Thumbettes because they're short movies. They're like twenty to like thirty minutes long. And they're literally all made with people's thumbs wearing like costumes and like faces are mapped on them. <laughs> the faces of like him and other actors, but just the eyes and the mouth, so they have no noses. <laughs> and he reenacts like these these like big movies like Star Wars and, and Thumbtanic and the God Thumb. And uh <laughs> anyway, Thumbtanic is hilarious. Oh, yeah. And the entire time I was watching Titanic, I have seen so I've seen Titanic officially now once. I've seen Thumbtanic like eighty seven times. <laughs> and so every single joke I saw where where it like was derived from in, th- in Titanic, and I would like laugh at these like parts that aren't funny at all. And she, like, what's so funny? Yeah, just Thumbtanic. <laughs> so anyway, watch Thumbtanic because it is awesome. It's easily the best <laughs> Thumb movie. The Blair Thumb is the is the runner up. That's mm. probably the second best. But anyway, um, <laughs> I also uh, the Blair Thumb is so good. <laughs> I actually saw the Blair Thumb also before I was seeing Blair Witch Project. So Blair Witch Project was kind of funny to me. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I also watched a movie I've never seen before, Jesus Christ Superstar. Oh, I, mm. I, I it's awesome. Love Jesus Christ Superstar. It's a really interesting movie. Yeah. I don't I didn't love it, but um, I I struggle with musicals in general. Yeah. And it's it's pretty it's a pretty interesting synopsis how these people show up in the desert to like have like a live theater experience and then they end up being like possessed by the Holy Spirit and <laughs> going through this whole thing and then leaving. And it's I think that 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 bookend is really, really interesting. Like, I, I kind of mm-hmm. almost wanted a little bit more heads and tails on the movie, but uh, it's good. I mean, it's really well done. The music is all pretty good, and uh, there's some really great cinematography in it. Have you ever seen it, Alex? No, I haven't. You know, you don't need sweet. to rush out to see it, but it's very interesting. I think it's an interesting time capsule. That's for sure. I like musicals, so I, I might enjoy it. But yeah, it's. Uh, I think you would. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you, you probably would. It's. Uh, it's definitely told from an interesting perspective, and it actually, I think, raises some cool uh, thoughts about like that era. That I mean, it's a very specific era, but like who who Jesus was and all that. Yeah. Kim really likes it. Uh, she's watched it endlessly since she was little, and she's actually seen it live with the star of the movie like four years ago. Wow. And she said he's still incredible. That's I was awesome. Like, That's pretty awesome, actually. And she found a clip on YouTube and showed it to me. And yeah, he's got some pipes for like a 70-year-old man. Is that the guy that uh, played Jesus? Yeah. Okay. Ted Neely. Is Ted Neely. Name. Yeah, the dude that played, the guy that plays Judas in that yeah. has an amazing voice. Like, yeah, he's really good. Yeah. But the uh, when she saw it, the guy who played Judas, she actually liked better. I thought that was pretty wild. Oh, really? Yeah. So he... <sighs> 
The witch anyway, is back. So. I think I, yeah, or someone's really hungry. <laughs> you invoke the name of Christ and the witch <laughs> yeah. stirs. Well, actually, that, that's why that's why we watched it because we went to see the witch in the early afternoon, and she yeah. was like, "I need some Jesus to balance out all this Satan." So <laughs> <laughs> we watched Jesus Christ. I was Superstar. driving by people going to church on Sunday morning at eleven a.m. <laughs> Yeah, I, I, when I texted Tim about it, he was like, or, yeah, you said that in the group text. You yeah. thought that a Sunday morning was the appropriate time to watch The Witch. Uh, I did watch something else, but I don't remember it, so that's no big deal. Onward. Uh, Better Call Saul Season 2 has started. Episode 1 was fantastic. And anybody who was a Breaking Bad fan that hasn't watched Better Call Saul needs to get on it immediately. Because it's fantastic. I saw Zoolander 2. Uh, it's okay. It's not great. If you really, really loved Zoolander, you will derive some pleasure from seeing Zoolander too. But they just took it way too far. Okay. Like I was telling Willie, I think there's some kind of like the idea that supermodels can become trained assassins from the first movie is not necessarily believable, but there's a touch of reality to it still that I can, like, get into. Yeah. But when they start bringing in the Interpol fashion police with, like, fashion prisons and all kinds of, like, stupid, crazy, like, pop stars around the world are getting assassinated to protect the chosen one, it was it was too much. But there's some funny jokes in it. It was enjoyable. Billy Zane was fantastic. So, okay, he's in it. Yes, he returns. Good. He returns. Good. He's actually the one. I'm going to spoil some stuff for people. Not, it's just the first like 20 minutes of the movie. But he's the like Derek and Hansel go into like the movie starts with Derek Zoolander's child, uh, school for kids who can't read good and other stuff collapsing into the ocean or the sea or the river that it was on because Derek insisted it was built with the same materials as the model that Mugatu made. <laughs> so like rubber cement and like popsicle sticks. But um <laughs> So it falls into the into the <laughs> river and it kills Christine Taylor's character. Okay. And uh Hansel gets injured. And so Derek and Hansel just go their separate ways and they live in exile and whatever. And Derek is like out in the they call it the far north of New Jersey. And it's like this really snowy mountain, like something you would see out of Lord of the Rings. <laughs> And uh, Billy Zane brings him his mail and is like, hey, you got this thing. You should come back to reality and blah, blah, blah. And then he goes and does the same thing with Hansel and it brings them back together. <laughs> and it's just, it was funny. It was okay. Billy but, Zane is the, the glue that yes. brings them, the rubber cement that brings yes. them together. Yeah. But anyway, I would see it for free if at all well, possible. Like on Netflix. Uh, yeah. As far as comedy sequels go, is it one of the better I probably enjoyed it more than I enjoyed Anchorman 2, but that okay. doesn't say anything. Okay. So. What about Wayne's World 3? Uh, it's not quite as good as the first couple lines <laughs> of Wayne's World 3. But mm. more on that later. Oh, boy. All right. So uh, I think we can get Why into, are we here today? <laughs> in a funny business. <laughs> Enough of the funny business. Let's get into our review of Robert Eggers, yep. the witch, the vitch. Uh, on all four of our most anticipated lists yes. for this year. Was it really? Yep. I don't think it was on mine. It was on all three of our most anticipated <laughs> lists. <laughs> Minus Alex. <laughs> maybe, maybe it was. I don't know. I'll check it in a minute. Uh, the IMDb synopsis says, A family in the 1630s New England uh, is torn apart by the forces of witchcraft, black magic, and possession. 
Um, this movie stars Anya Taylor Joy, Ralph Innocent, Kate Dickey, uh, Julian Richings, and a few other people. Somebody named Scrimshaw, I remember. Uh, That's a cool last name. <laughs> Harvey Scrimshaw. Harvey oh Scrimshaw. My, it, it's Harvey. That's Scrimshaw? the kid, I think. I think it's the yeah, son. Yeah, that's the kid. That's oh, Caleb. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. That's Caleb. Uh, yeah. So this movie is tearing it up on Rotten Tomatoes, like an eighty-seven or something yep. like that, and uh, it's being beaten at the box office by that Joe Fiennes movie. The what? Joseph oh, Fiennes the, movie, Risen. Uh, Risen. Yeah, oh, whatever. Which is a religious that. movie, isn't it? Oh, yeah, I don't know. Interesting. It yeah. is. Yeah, it's about Jesus. What a battle! In Risen. Yeah. A battle for America. Jesus versus witches. Yeah. This weekend. And Deadpool wins. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Deadpool wins. Uh, yeah. Nick, what did you think of the witch? The witch. <laughs> you said her name. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Uh, I'm for anybody that's confused, my my humidifier is making gulping it's noises. Going, <laughs> It's really creepy, actually. <laughs> like, if you had snuck that thing into my apartment, I heard that in the night, I'd burn it down. <laughs> it's only when Nick is talking. Or when all... I say the witch. <laughs> Does that thing go all night? Uh, yeah. You sleep through that? Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> my it... skin would be crawling. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Seriously, it reminds me of, like, the pig lizard from Galaxy Quest. That, like, that's what I picture, but also the witch. Reminds me um, of Jeff Goldblum regurgitating on dudes. Oh, yeah. Why? It reminds me of my parents' bulldogs. <laughs> That's a happy so thought. So it's cuddly for you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Nick, what do you think the witch? The witch. <laughs> the witch is not what I expected. It is not necessarily, in my opinion, what the trailers sell you. It's not really what I wanted even before the movie and then halfway through the movie it's not it it doesn't end up where i wanted it to end up but i liked it i think it's a very very specific type of horror and <clears throat> it's not it's not even really necessarily a horror movie it's it's more like just kind of eerie the whole time like the whole movie i was kind of unsettled but mm-hmm. i was never really like straight up scared but I was startled a couple times. So it's not really like a scary movie so much as like a startling movie. But it does have moments of, of for sure, like freakiness. But they're kind of front-ended and then back-ended. And the middle is a lot of like, you're, just the hair on your back of your neck is kind of standing up a little bit. But I think it's a, a movie that you kind of get out of it what you bring to it. So I think it's basically, it's it's a religious horror movie. And I think if if you... <clears throat> If you have any sort of personal association with religion, it's probably a little bit freakier. And if you've read a lot of history, it's probably a little bit freakier too. Yeah. Like I, I took a lot of history classes and I, I love history. And so any any movie that kind of really gets super into the period when it is, especially something like this, is I, I definitely admire. And uh, this movie is so period, it's almost probably hard for people to get into like the 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 dialect and this the the conditions of what you're watching, I think are probably some people would have a hard time getting uh, really invested in it, mm-hmm. getting sucked in. Uh, but some people don't. I think. I mean, uh, my girlfriend said she actually really loved how authentic and it was, she she said it really like drew her in more. And I said I 
wish I had not been seeing it in the theater because it was so committed to what it was that I, it constantly reminded me that I was surrounded by a bunch of people that were probably like, what? <laughs> you know, so it, it, it kind of took me out incidentally sometimes. Yeah. But I think that watching it at home with like the lights off, it would have been like I would have been absorbed. And, uh, you know, that said, it, I, I, I'm, I'm probably going to have a more definitive stance once we go around the table and then talk a little bit more about it. But for now, I, I definitely think on it positively. And I think part of the reason... <clears throat> from what I've been reading from like the snippets that it's doing so well in Rotten Tomatoes is because a lot of people are in the same boat. They're like, well, it's good. Like, it's not necessarily amazing. It's not the most amazing. It's not like the conjuring where I was like, this is like a tour de force and it like reinvented the genre in my mind. But I think a lot of people probably, yeah, it's good. And so therefore it's like, you know, way up there rather than people not liking it. So I think, uh, there'll be a lot more to talk about in spoilers, but I think overall, I don't think you need to see it in the theater. I wouldn't like rush to, to pay the money to go see it in the theater. It's not, it doesn't, I don't think particularly benefit from being on a big screen, but I could be wrong. Our also, I think our theater was really loud. Like something they had, they had our theater dialed up to eleven. Like that movie. Yeah. Where'd you guys go? Imagine, we imagine where located. It was yeah, definitely it was really loud. I was there. It was guys, so yeah. loud. Yeah, it was crazy. So yeah. I don't know. I don't know whether that also pulled me out of it sometimes, where I was kind of like, oh my god, or if that actually made parts of it freakier. Because like the music is really awesome. The music is really like the, awesome. and like early on when they find where they're gonna where they're gonna settle yeah. and there's like the, the chorus of women's voices and like strings and like creepy like weird zooming i was like whoa this is super creepy i can't wait and then you know <laughs> the rest of the movie happens so all right uh i think i want to go next okay i didn't really like this movie um part of it has to do with some of what nick said in terms of like the puritanical setting is something that i just couldn't give less of a shit about like I just can't. Like when we read the Crucible in high school, I was so fucking bored. Oh, the Crucible! Because I just, I <laughs> that part of history just either infuriates or bores me to death. And so I don't think that did this movie any favors to me. But on top of that, I wanted the um, I don't know. I wanted to be fooled, I guess, or something like that by this movie, and it doesn't really bother to do that to you. I think. But we can talk about that more later on. Um, the music, I think it could be considered to be cool, but I thought it was just kind of like, here's strings and voices and loud. And it didn't seem particularly inventive for me in terms of like a horror soundtrack. Like, I feel like I've heard that kind of thing in, in other horror movies before, and I didn't necessarily like it. I think it was effective in the movie, but it didn't like it didn't elevate it in any way to me. Um, I think the performances were all fantastic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think everybody who was in it did a really good job, and um, you know that the the mom clearly is typecast in the breastfeeding people because that's what she does on I Game know. of Thrones Poor too. But um, <laughs> yeah, she always <laughs> breastfeeding. She and and Ralph Innocent were both really good. They they really stood out. Yeah, yeah, and um, I I will yeah I, I think it the movie did absolutely commit to its setting, and I think it does that really well. It's just not something that I typically cared for. But even on top of that, from like a directorial standpoint. Or a cinematic standpoint, I didn't really find myself visually arrested, and I didn't really like think there was too much new brought to the table in terms of like 
cinematic storytelling but it you know because i was so pulled out of it by the puritanical thing and the idea that i'm not really a big horror fan anyway that's just kind of where the chips fell for me so uh tim go next what did you think of the movie I absolutely adored this movie. <laughs> I loved it so much. <laughs> like, um, here's what I'll say. Because um, I, I can't really talk about why I loved it so much without getting into spoilers. Okay. Um, I just read The Shining because um, I was trying to reread it before I read Dr. Sleep, which just came out. This movie reminds I am terrified of old religion. It's scary. Um, and I think... There are pockets in this country where people still act a lot like this in some ways. Um, I think it has a lot to say about that. I think it has a lot to say about trying to use, trying to come up with a belief system to um, give some semblance of order to stuff that just kind of happens. And I thought the second half of this movie reminded me so much of The Shining that when I saw Stephen King. Like, say, I love this movie. I went, oh, I can see why. <laughs> um, I should uh, say, like, it reminded me a lot of Noah, too, because it's also, <laughs> Noah is very much, is yeah. very much like kind of an Old Testament type deal. Um, yeah, I, I love this. I loved it a lot. All right. Willie, your thoughts? Um, from a <clears throat> from a filmmaking standpoint, it's really well done. I mean, the, the performances are great. Uh, it looks really good. It sounds really good. Uh, so it sounds like I'm going to give this a positive review, but I'm not because I just, no, it's, it's just, it's a personal preference thing. This, this, the, the story did nothing for me and I felt <clears throat> like I was constantly being kind of led along this path of this slow burn path of like some, some shit's about to go down and then it didn't. And then like some shit's about to go down and then it was like, here's kind of a, kind of a creepy image. And, like, after a while, I go, well, give me something. And then, eventually, there is a payoff to what's going on, or what I what I interpreted as the payoff to what was going on. And I felt very underwhelmed by it. It, it felt hokey to me. Um, it's, it's tough. It, I, I mean, it's really eerie. It's a really eerie, just creepy movie, but I was never scared. Um, and I feel like it shows its hand a little too soon mm. and we'll get into that in spoilers yeah. i was really surprised by that and i think something that happens early on kind of for better or worse just sucked me right out of the movie and i went i like they lost me and they yeah. just they fought hard to get me back but they couldn't do it so yeah not a huge fan of this one pretty disappointed the trailer was out of this world and i don't think the movie lived up to that which might be my own fault for watching the trailer i'm sure alex would feel that way but um, I, I watched the trailer for this one, too, so I can't really attest. To, but it just didn't, yeah, didn't work for me. I can see why it works for some people, like like Mr. King and Mr. Long, but <laughs> didn't work for me. So If only I could be in such a select company <laughs> as the just writer and director of Maximum Overdrive. Oh, yes. <laughs> yes. The guy who wrote Cujo and forgot about it. <laughs> so, yeah, no, not, not a fan. All right. Any other thoughts before Spoiler Terry? Spoil it. All right, we're going to head into the woods with the bitch. Here we are in spoiler territory for the, for the bitch. <laughs> 
Willie, <laughs> you had some some. You were pulled out of the movie very quickly. Yeah, it sure was. So what happened? Um, no, it's they they show uh, they show the witch too soon, mm-hmm. and it's the same problem I had with a movie and called. She's the, crushing a baby, which is fine. Crush a baby, Ugh. go for it. Like, like, for, like that was churning a yeah, baby. Like that was that was fucking <laughs> gross. <Tim. laughs> Like, I, uh, I picture, like, Willie and I sitting next to each other, and Willie, like, leans back, and I leaned forward <laughs> when they show the baby. <laughs> no, it's, it's, you know, I have no problem with a little baby murder, but <laughs> but some of my favorite shows and movies have baby murder, but I don't know, I don't know about that. I've watched Game of Thrones, so there's that. Yeah. Um, but the thing is, it just, I was really hoping for more toying with me psychologically and yeah. toying with the characters psychologically and is there something out there or is there not now i realize the characters are kind of back and forth really at, at all points about whether or not there's an unseen force that's affecting them or whether or not it's just it's they need to be in god's favor for things to turn around um which is also an unseen force so i don't know anyway uh, but when you show me the witch right out of the gate pretty much and you show me the witch killing the baby and you don't offer me any sort of idea that maybe that is just somebody's dream or somebody's hallucination. You know what I'm saying? Then I know there's a witch in the woods. That's yeah. it. It's over. That's There's a witch in the woods, and the witch is going to do bad things to the family. And from that point forward, the, there was no ambiguity to me. There was no... The only the only thing that, for me, felt like a mystery still was Black Phillip. That was the only thing that towards throughout the, the second and third acts where I was like, what's up with this guy? what's up with this goat he's looking a little shady so other than that i just felt like i was i instantly felt like i was pulled out of the thing and it, and it just didn't yeah i i wasn't pulled out of it necessarily yet because i thought maybe there would be some kind of head fake or maybe it would it would be revealed that that wasn't really that it was some kind of just you know trick or something to make you think that there was an actual witch but no there's a witch more thoughts? I uh, I, I, I agree with Willie. Oh, sorry, no, go, go for it. No, go, go, go. You go. You sure? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I I agree with Willie only in that um, I I kind of wanted the movie to to maybe spend a little more time exploring the idea of like similar to the real Salem witch trials, where like basically tons of innocent women girls were just being like killed. Yeah. Or like not doing anything wrong, but just because fear had gotten the better of people. Uh, so I think that had had they not revealed like like that, like you're saying, until like later on, and had there been a little more ambiguity as to like, well, is this is this actually happening or or not? But then I think the whole movie would have to be restructured. You'd have to have like the daughter. The movie couldn't be told from the perspective of the daughter, like it kind of was, because yeah. she would obviously be suspect number one. Yep. And so because you're with her the whole time and you kind of know as as the audience that she's not doing anything, or at least to your knowledge she's not, um, it would have been a lot harder to do. So I don't know. I think that <clears throat> I kind of wanted either more full-on like crazy witch terror like the trailer seemed, or I would have rather had like a more uh, amb- ambiguous like is there a witch or isn't there a witch? Are people are just bad things happening to people? So and the movie kind of skirts that line. I don't think it does either. I just they think it does its own thing. It just does what it. It's just not what I wanted it to do necessarily. So I, I still think it's good though. I just think the reveal of the witch in the barn later on would have been so much more like, like it would have got me so much more if like we really at that point didn't 
Because to me, in my mind personally, the witch was real. Like at that point, yeah. like yeah, yeah, oh, once yeah. I see the witch in the bar or whatever her shanty, whatever she's in, like she's a, there's a real witch in the woods at that point. Yeah, yeah. So, well, there's no, there's definitely no question that the the baby literally vanishes like that. Well, sure, absolutely, that can't happen by accident. Yeah, I don't know. I guess I didn't. Maybe I didn't take it as that literal. I didn't when they show the witch. I thought there was some ambiguity with all of it. Um, I thought the baby could have been just taken by a wolf. And they decided to, because they have no explanation for what's going on, and they're trying to find some meaning in it, they come up with kind of a folk tale. Um, they go back to the religion that they knew um, before they got kicked out. I mean, it's all they really know. It's all, all they can, it's the only way they can come up to explain a lot of the stuff that happens. Um, so I never really, I guess I never really saw that part as being, I almost kind of saw that as them telling a story, um, that part. Um, because as I, the the shining thing, uh, the reason I thought of that is because everything, I thought everything that happened in the second half of this movie could have been explained by just natural occurrences. The kid goes off into the woods. They're all hungry, mind you. Mm -hmm. So they're all probably hallucinating because they're malnourished. Uh, this probably could have been solved by eating. But they didn't have any food. Uh, it's explained they don't Eating have any Black food. Black Phillip. <laughs> yes, they could have killed Black Phillip. Uh, he, he goes off to the woods. He's seduced by a witch. I kind of took it as maybe a hallucination. He eats a poison piece of fruit. He dies. They can't... They're not exactly scientifically forward-thinking here. Mm-hmm. They say, oh my God, he's been bewitched. He's been possessed. Um, and that's... I mean, they show him being, they show him bloodletting out of his forehead mm-hmm. to try to get rid of it. Um, the dad has no idea how to deal. That was another thing I found interesting in this movie, and I liked a lot, was how they deal with the daughter's sexuality in this movie because they have no, it's not that far different than when you, when a woman starts to burgeon as a woman, they just go, oh my God, it's a witch. It's a witch. Or if she shows <laughs> any sort of kind of strong sexuality like that. Time to burn her at the stake, basically. I don't think that's much different than Twitter. Um, (laughs) (laughs) um, So I like that a lot. And so when he has an easy explanation there, he locks his kids and his witch daughter in a room, a boarded up room with a crazed rabid goat (laughs) who also hasn't been fed in a long time. And the goat loses his mind and just you can't stop him. Um, he's all over the place. And so, do you think he the goat kills in, in like the real life version of it? Yes. Do you think the goat kills the twins, the yeah. little kids? I think okay. he kills the twins, and I think he kills um, the other goat in there with him. Okay, yeah, because the other goat dies too. Um, that's kind of how I read it, um, and that's kind of I read it as a family that's isolated, uh, has nowhere to go, and they just start going stir crazy and lose their mind in the second half of this. That's kind of how I read it, and then the end, I didn't necessarily think. I didn't take it as her, oh, she's going off to live with a beautiful bunch of witches, really. I kind of either thought it was just on a metaphorical level, she is now a woman, she's embraced it, she is a witch, she's rising above. I kind of took it like that. Or she's dead, and she's ascending. Um, I I couldn't really figure out how I decided to take that, but I... I thought I was hooked from the beginning just because I like a lot of these old religious tales. I think it, I thought it was fascinating. I do want to say real quick thematically, there's there is an interesting thing that I I think they're trying to do in terms of this. They talk obviously a lot about sin, like all old school religious people do. But 
um, the father mentions his pride specifically as being, you know, the sin that winds up getting him killed. I think he says it moments before he yeah. croaks. Um, and then the oldest, uh, Caleb, was it Caleb? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Was that the, his, his sin, I, I honestly think all these characters have some sort of sin they're associated with. Because his is we lost. He's right. constantly staring at his sister's tits. Like, yeah. he's clearly, like, getting to that age where he's starting to be interested in girls. And when you're the only girl that's around that's, you know, of age is your sister, then I guess that's what you look at. Mm-hmm. But clearly that's his thing. And he's seduced um, by by the witch or by whatever um, yeah. through that lust because he's, like, the biggest breasted woman in the world is like hanging out in the woods you know like so i think there's i think i'd like to watch it again from that perspective and see if if there's other stuff that aligns with maybe the twins or or the mother or whatnot mm-hmm. the mother i thought like maybe envy was kind of like her thing because she is kind of weird with her oldest daughter because she's the like envious this young, of her youth this young you know beautiful girl who's going to be able to get out of there and be married off to some you know what i mean so and she misses home. She talks about missing England. So that's kind yeah. of, there's an envy thing there too. So I think there's something there too. And I think that'd be kind of cool to look at. Um, I'd watch it again just to see if I could find that kind of stuff in there. But I don't know. I just wanted to say that. So. I wish I felt like I read any of that out of the movie, but. You wish you felt? I wish I felt. But no, even like Tim's explanation and everything, I find that compelling. I think, but I think, I don't know. I think Nick's right when he said it's something that you kind of bring your own stuff to. Absolutely. Well. Yeah. yeah. And I, and that's totally true because as somebody like everybody know, I'm pretty certain everybody knows how I feel about religion. And on top of that, I hate the whole puritanical times. Yeah. It didn't really, which is weird because I was excited to see the movie. I was like, uh, yeah, and I don't think I this like, movie likes it much either. I was, well, yeah, <laughs> but I was like, I, I guess I was hoping for the supernatural element to be, something more present and that maybe that would be compelling for me personally but it that like it it doesn't play that particularly strongly only in like little spurts where you can apparently only only it's not even necessarily set in stone that that's what's actually happening where it could actually be some logical things occurring i just don't think the language of the film portrays that in a way that would allow somebody any viewer to walk up and see it that way i think i think you have to do some homework of your own yeah which isn't necessarily a bad thing but but i I think to want to want to do homework on any movie or any story whether it's a movie a book a video game you have to enjoy what you've seen yeah you have to enjoy enough what you've seen leading up to where you can start making those those leaps and and thinking about certain aspects of it you have to enjoy kind of what they've set up enough to do the work and and for this one i think for me tim obviously enjoyed it enough to like do some more some mental legwork and go maybe this is all kind of a like there's more to it than just this is a witch in the woods for me i went i obviously wasn't enjoying it as much so i went it's a witch in the woods you know like and i that was it for me i shut it off at that point well i think that's more what the movie paints for you i think i don't think there's really much indication that the daughter is any sort of unreliable narrator like i think most other movies where there's potential of that it's built in more cleverly yeah because to me it feels irrefutable that, that something supernatural took the baby because it's literally gone in a second it's vanished and i'm um, like okay if they had done like a bad that's that's the thing i kept coming back to because i was like if a wolf had conceivably taken like if she had gotten up and like ran to little look at the twins and then come back and the baby was gone then i would be like oh shit and then i think there'd be more room for for some 
deniability on on the witch even existing because i do everything else yeah i see like the the apple and everything like that's that's a great idea and like they chalk it up to possession but it's you know yeah it's just i like that a lot i think that's interesting i don't know why the two little twins lose their minds when they do but well one of the things too though i think that's another (laughs) let's say been hanging out with the rabbit animals too long (laughs) because they're always hanging out they're always black philip yeah yeah he's so cool i really you know what i also really loved the theory that the two twins were the ones who were like evil yeah because you you don't see what happens to them no, their their clothes are there. She's holding their empty clothes. Like that's it. Like they're. they're I thought she was holding her like. Her, no, it's her the, clothes. It's their clothes. Like she hasn't stripped down at that point. Yeah, I thought she was holding like her bunched up dress. It looked like children's clothes to me. Like I wasn't certain. I remember wondering: is that was that is that their clothing or was that? Yeah, her, I wonder. I, kind of a more. I, I mean, did the witch eat I wasn't them sure. too? Did the witch eat like the all the because the, the also the white goats that were like strewn about were like partially eaten yeah they've yeah. been gutted or something yeah i don't know it's it's interesting i think but i think that the baby on the altar thing takes away a little bit from from tim's kind of theory right. about it too because it's and yeah. the dog in the woods just like exploding <laughs> like his rib cage just being open. well that could be a wild animal that got him too i mean you could explain that away a little bit you could if you wanted to but i like there's no there's no care other character present or in the area when the they flash over to the witch's cabin and that stuff going on. So I don't understand how that could. You know what I mean? Like that's the thing. Well, no, I think they I all think, seem isolated. Right. It, yeah. I think what Tim would be saying, like in their minds, like that might be what's happening. Maybe out that's there. just kind like of that, a what we're seeing of... is there, like what they're playing out. I see yeah, what he's saying. Maybe that's the case. I I do think it had done like more of like an Inception level, like not committing to either story, but showing how either one could be possible. That was like cool. Inception's movie where you can ask anybody, and they have one of like five yeah. ideas of how the movie goes. Yeah. I think that's really really fascinating. It'd be cool if this movie felt <clears throat> the same way. I do think it's really cool that that we all have pretty, I mean, pretty solid varying opinions on this, and that that. Tim walked away with something completely different than than I certainly did, and I yeah. think you guys too. So, that's I definitely was enjoying the middle of the movie. <clears throat> Part of the reason I was disappointed, like I said, I either wanted full blown like witch creeping on them, showing up every night like like bone tomahawk, where there's like <laughs> they keep showing up here and there, yeah. or I wanted none of it, and I wanted it all to clearly be like the people's like fear of God is just preying on them because right. I loved the part where. Where the twins say like, "Oh, it's her. She's a witch," and you realize all her little like breadcrumbs she's been innocently leaving are gonna are gonna bite her in the ass. And yeah. I was like, "Oh god, they're gonna kill her!" Like the movie's gonna end with her being killed by her parents. And yeah. I I loved the scene where Ralph Innocent was like confronting her about it, and he's still trying to be her dad, but he's like, "Listen, you just gotta come clean." And she's like, "Uh," and then she turns it on him. Like, what about all this shit you said? Like that was all great because I'm like, you know, this happened constantly. In the in the 1630s, is this an opposite? Doesn't commit to a year, you know those old 1630s. What a wild decade that was. The roaring 1630s. Yeah. Plus, like the you know at the end, there's that intriguing like titles that go up that say like this is based on like real accounts and like or like you know excerpts from the era that kind of folklore thing. Folklore. Yeah, and I was kind of like, well, shit, man, you didn't really. It didn't feel like it was based on anything though, because I didn't. <clears throat> didn't feel like it committed fully to either reality. It was just kind of, and it didn't do a good enough job of being ambiguous as to which one was true. So it feels so, so close to being like something amazing, but I don't really think it was quite there, but it was, I do think it was good. It obviously prompted a lot of conversation. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That crow biting <laughs> off a nipple though. Oof. That was gnarly. Yeah. I just, I want there to be a black Philip plush. I'll buy it. <laughs> I'm sure one exists, just not officially licensed. Yeah. All you gotta do is find a black goat plush, and you're good to go. 
There's probably a beanie baby. Put a little tag on his glasses. <laughs> Black Philip. Oh, oh, so like he's the second best goat, by the way. Greg and I decided second best goat in in movies. Oh, in, in total, um, movies total. Yeah, the goat from Drag Me to Hell is still better. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah that goat's thing. so cool. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay, sorry, Nick. No, it's okay. I was just I was almost laughing at the end of the movie when she's speaking to Black Philip, and then like Satan essentially shows up and he's walking around, and I was like, man, is Satan like wearing like spurs yeah. does he have like a he cutlass was. or he something he's like, a cowboy i was like satan seems like he's kind of awesome i want to see what he looks he like badass sounded like a pirate yeah you just catch glimmers of like his like jacket and like gloved hands and like boots and i was like what is this is really interesting are they going to show him or not and then he turns back into a goat <laughs> yeah and, and follows her into the woods yeah black philip yeah i'm better off as a goat yeah. i like goading <laughs> goading <laughs> <laughs> the goat yeah, I think um, <laughs> I do still want to see the movie that the trailer looked like it was going to be, though. I wanted, The whole movie, I was scanning the horizon for like the witch to just be standing there yeah. in oh, like so the cool. background because I thought, man, that would have been a really cool thing if like eventually like you would have read, like, oh, the witch is actually in like every shot somewhere. And then to go back and watch it and see like when they're in the field talking or like when they're by the brook, if she had just been like in the background watching them. Also, do you guys think there's more than one witch? Like, do you think the young one is a different witch? Although her hand changes. That's tricky because it's... Because uh, there's like multiple at the end. If, yeah, if you're subscribing yeah. to the idea that there's a coven of them out right. there somewhere. My assumption is it's one witch that's terrorizing them throughout the movie. But aren't they... The one... No, because the one that killed in the red is, looks completely different. I think it's it's some sort of shape-shifting deal, though. Because mm-hmm. I okay. think the rabbit is a witch, too. Oh, I forgot about I the forgot rabbit. About and the, the crow rabbit. is yeah. also yeah. a witch. I about the rabbit. Um, but apparently, ra- I don't rabbits like goats. Apparently, the, biblically, are, are I known. didn't think the crow was a witch. I, I thought I, it was like a like a like a glamour or something. There was the some biting her nipple, though. No, I think the crow was there biting her nipple. But I think it was a <laughs> it, it was conjured. <laughs> it was the single strangest not even, thing. Not even that it was conjured. Through. I think the crow, like the the crow, might have been there, and the like maybe the witch brought it with it in a suitcase or something. I don't know. But the witch. Like, I thought the witch was, like, causing her to hallucinate and see the crow as her baby and that kind of thing. But that's... I don't know. Man, that was freaky when the when the Caleb was there holding the baby. I was like, ooh. Yeah. Oh, no. There's some freaky shit going on in this movie, for sure. So. Yeah. Yeah, the uh, when when the witch shows up and, like, on the roof and shit and then, like, drops inside the hut, I was kind of like, oh, man. This is scary. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't give the movie enough credit in terms. I think it is good at at creating some very disturbing and unsettling moments, and and I just wish that there was more to it than I think it was written well in those instances. I don't know if it was shown that particularly well. I don't. I don't know if the presentation was all there for me. I don't necessarily need that same let's pluck on minor strings and play them for super long and have some ghostly voices over the top of it while things are getting too loud and here's crazy things happening. Like that's all that's oh, all it's like a, it's a staple. Yeah. yeah it works. It's a, it's a staple and I wish like I there are movies that are more inventive than that. Yeah, but no. if you went by that, every movie would need to find a way to reinvent the wheel. I mean, a I lot of movies figure out something different to do. Like this, there wasn't much that was different here for me. 
I disagree. Like, I, it wasn't there its own stamp on it. Not to mention that it doesn't fucking work very well for me in other horror movies, because I think horror movies are stupid. But <laughs> <sighs> <laughs> Sorry, Willie. <laughs> you had me until there. No. But... Uh, we haven't we we real quick before we say our goodbyes to our fair <laughs> listeners okay. before we're whisked away by the witch at Alex's yeah. living room. Yeah. Yes, um, I wish we gurgled right there. It so good. Um, I, I, Tim, you and I talked about this briefly today. We haven't been very nice to you, Alex. We, in terms of the horror movies we've seen thus far, yeah, we, we go with deep we have cuts. Not with you. eased you into this, and, but it's not. It's not necessarily even what you guys have presented we met me with except that's i mean i guess that's part of it but i don't i don't know you've received nothing from us but schlock <laughs> yeah and really like weirdly out there shit like this like yeah. where it's not it's, we need to be nicer to you with horror movies Whereas what we're trying to say i what i'm trying to say <laughs> i i want to apologize to yeah, you because we never go see like insidious no or like any like mainstream horror. Well, no. but I, I mean, I've seen some of those, and, that's I, guess, and like, I guess them. I, yeah, that's true. <laughs> so no, that's, that's what we're saying. saying. <laughs> we have not been nice to like we made you watch Leprechaun. Yeah, yeah, and we also made you watch The Witch. Like these are two very different and, things. Uh, on completely Good Night, Mommy. Yeah, you're either going really, really out there, like honestly inspired by Italian horror type yeah. stuff, or you're going like schlock. Yeah. <laughs> So I'm sorry. That's all right. We'll we'll do a better job. I accept your apologies. (laughs) I should be guiding your hand as we walk through the valley of the shadow of death. All right. Well, feedback at MidwestFilmNerds.com. That's where you can write to us. Let us know what you think of the show, the things that we talk about. We are at MFN Podcast on Instagram and Twitter. You can also find us on Facebook, Vine iTunes, Stitcher Radio, TuneIn Radio, search for Midwest Film Nerds Podcast. Uh, Store.midwestpodcastnumber.com. Go there to get your Midwest Film Nerds and Midwest Game Nerds shirts, hoodies, and koozies. Or you can also donate to the network and make our shows even better than they already are. The Amazon link is always uh, working as well. Amazon.midwestpodcastnumber.com. Go there. Shop on Amazon. Part of your money will come to us. Um, next week, it's probably gotta be the... Let's keep this religious train rolling, boys. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, what's the, the other one that comes out, though? It's Gods of Egypt. Gods of Egypt. There's a second movie that comes out, Is though. there? I don't know. Oh, Eddie the Eagle. That's out next week? I thought so. I Gods of Egypt. Didn't think it was. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm, I know what I want. All for Gods of Egypt. <laughs> Throw those hands in oh, the yeah, air. Oh, yeah, we got Gods of Egypt, Triple Nine, and Eddie the Eagle. Okay. And standoff. Sometimes Jane movie with Lawrence Fishburne. There, whoa, whoa. Yeah. Well, okay. Back, back off. <laughs> <laughs> Gods of Egypt is two hours and seven minutes long. Oh, oh yes. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> Cannot Lord. wait. Sounds like that's it, fellas. The scariest thing said on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Kyle X Y, go watch a movie. <laughs>